0: Good Tuesday morning to each and every everyone This is Pastor Chris You're listening to another episode of Encouraging Your Spirit, the podcast I hope you are having a great And wonderful, wonderful day We're continuing our discussion uh, This morning uh, Looking at Luke 15 uh, Saturday's devotion Was on Luke 15 1-2 through 2, And today we are looking At Luke 15 3 through 10 and it reads one moment then jesus told them this parable suppose one of you has a hundred sheep and loses one of them doesn't he leave the 99 in the open country and go after the lost sheep until he finds it Doesn't she light a lamp, sweep the house, and search carefully until she finds it? And when she finds it, she calls her friends and neighbors together and says, Rejoice with me, I have found my lost coin. In the same way I tell you there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels of God over one sinner who repents, and that is the reading of Luke fifteen, three through ten. In verse 3, Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, telling them a parable. A parable is a short story that's designed to convey a concept that's to be understood or a principle that's to be put into practice. It is said that within Jewish culture, things were not explained in or by the terms of statistics and definitions. They were explained by words, pictures, and storytelling. When we look at these, this first parable, the parable of the lost sheep, Isn't it strange that a sheep would be lost? It's said that no creature strays more easily than a sheep. None more heedless, none so incapable of finding its way back to the flock. And I say that because it's often said that when one of the sheep goes astray, it will bleat for the flock and still run in the opposite direction. The shepherd's concern in this scripture is for the lost sheep. The one who is not lost is not in his immediate concern. When he finds the sheep, the shepherd is happy, not angry. A couple of quick points to note. Notice the word rejoicing. When Jesus carries us, he does it with rejoicing, not with a grudge, but gladly. The reference to him laying the sheep on its shoulders, rejoicing when Jesus found us, he had to carry us also. And the scripture reference to paraphrase for that is for when we were still without strength in due time, Christ died for us. Uh, The rabbis also at this time believed that God would receive a sinner who came to him the right way. But we learn from this uh, parable that there isn't a right way. The parable of the shepherd and the sheep. Jesus is teaching that God actively seeks out the lost. So you don't have to be doing anything. Jesus comes and seeks out. God comes out and, and seeks the lost. God does not grudgingly receive the lost. Instead, he searches after them. He pursues them. And this was a completely alien thought to the religious leaders of this time. And I'd even venture, so to say, to some people today, um, because they believe that, or in, even in the scripture, they're believing that they were more righteous than others. Yet Jesus is making it clear that the Pharisees who thought that they were close to God were actually distant, and it was those sinners that they're referencing and tax collectors in verse two that are actually the ones that God is seeking after, or that are and, and also they, that are drawing closer to God. When we look at the lost coin and the parable, the ten silver coins refer to a piece of jewelry with ten silver coins on it worn by brides this was equivalent of a wedding ring in modern times and the amount of money was significant but not so significant that the woman could afford to lose one tenth of its value without flinching and in this story Jesus is actually posing a rhetorical question to the Pharisees forcing them to imagine themselves as a woman this would have been extremely offensive and difficult for them because they considered women to be inferior to men Yet the Pharisees who were lovers of money would have had to admit that they too would have searched carefully until the missing coin was found. The woman was so happy at finding her lost coin that she couldn't wait to tell all of her friends about it. The greedy Pharisees would have easily identified with that sentiment. So when we think about like, what, what do all of these parables, these two parables mean? In context for today, it means that Jesus is answering um, the verse 2 when they make that statement about this man receives sinners and eats with them because he associates with all kinds of people because God values us. They, in the terms of this scripture, we and us belong to Him. They're not just representatives of lost people. They are His lost possession. And each one means a great deal to Him. So when we think about what this means for our life today, we mean a lot to God. We are valuable. Not just the people that already believe in God, but the people that don't, but the people that Are out there and I think about that in context of loss being like for example there was a recent survey uh, and there are millions of people in the United States and in Canada that said yes they believe in God but they are not interested in religion they aren't interested in attending you know anyone's church and there are many that walk away and just refuse to go to participate in anything And I'm concerned about this. You know, some of them even actually believe that people are are totally rabbis, preachers, ministry leaders are totally in it for money. And some are so hurt, they're so wounded, they're so angry, they're so disinterested and disconnected. And I am concerned about that. And I say that as a person that is getting no money to do a podcast and no money to be in ministry. That has never been my goal. That has never been it. I was always seeking to grow deeper in God. And this is the journey that I transformed to. And we'll have another story about that another day. But I bring that up because... You know, sometimes I've listened to people talk about issues in the church and issues of people believing and having faith, and they'll talk about how people leave. And I'm so sad to hear that people leave because people represent my brothers and sisters and family, regardless of different origins, races, and expressions. I care about them. And I just think that should be what we care about because we should care about what God cares about we should care about what's on God's heart because God values us he's always bringing us to himself he never writes us off he never cuts us off and we represent his sheep we represent his people and until I'm no longer on this earth I will always be concerned about people and want to go and get them meet them where they are point them To Christ, because you know, we're all Abba's kids, you know, we belong to that. And I find struggles in that because sometimes I'm struggling. I've said this to my apostle, Um, I don't know where we're bringing them to because sometimes it's a whole different issue in getting them to come to church. And I understand, you know, and maybe I understand because my own testimony has been, you know, I walked away. And two, but Abba came and got me, and he didn't do that just for Chris. He did that for the Jameses, the Shaquans, the the Keishas, the Antwans, and I'm just saying their name because I know them. But put your own name in there, the Susies, the Barbaras, you know, Daquan, for every whosoever, Abba brings us closer to himself. We matter, we are valued, we're his people, you know, and you know, I'm just at the point, like I'm saying, you know, I want to value what God values and feel what God feels. And I want the things and the people that are on his heart to be on my mind and, in my motivation each and every day. And I think that's what we should be doing as believers and, and people of faith. Cause otherwise, what is it that we're really talking about doing? I, just my thoughts, you know. I hope that made sense. I hope that encouraged your spirit. I hope that gave you something to think about. You know, what's our heart motives? When we look at these parables and we look at, you know, what's really going on, you know, what are we really trying to do? You know, our response is always to value what God wants, what God feels to show his heart, to show his nature, to show who he is. And that's all I have today. I hope, like I said, that's encouraged your spirit. I hope that's given you something to think about. And we'll also be continuing, um, hopefully Friday. I'm going to be out of town, but I'm still going to try to do it. The last parable in this uh, scripture is on the prodigal son. And I know there's some great things that come out of that. Because I really believe we've been talking about that in ways that aren't helpful and aren't encouraging and just absolutely wrong. Just my thoughts, you know. So tune in for that. Thank you for listening and being a part of our ever-growing podcast family. You can always email and support the ministry at EncouragingYourSpiritPodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening. Again, y'all have a great day. This is Pastor Chris. Peace. See y'all next time.